0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Northern Miner Podcast, and I'm your host, Matthew Keevil. As always, we are brought to you by the Yukon Mining Alliance. Please surf by YukonMiningAlliance.ca and check out all the exciting exploration and development activity going on in the Yukon Territory. Um, And you might have caught our little jingle off the top, so happy holidays. Um, I am in studio with a fairly (laughs) abhorrent Christmas sweater, which I am very proud of. Um, And yeah, so uh, we're easing our way into the holidays here, but I do have a very good episode for everybody this week. Um, Leslie's back in studio. We have a great geology corner. Um, And I also have some comments from GMV Minerals President and CEO Ian Claassen on their Mexican Hat property in Arizona, um, and sort of the ongoing exploration work they're doing there in terms of um, expanding current resources, but also a potential new target, uh, epithermal target that they've uncovered down there called Hernandez Hill. Um, and he'll have a, we have a few comments from Ian uh, coming up a bit later in the show. Uh, but before that, um, I thought we'd take a little bit of uh, a walk through Macro Land um, and just uh, uh, glance at a few things that are upcoming in terms of uh, in terms of macroeconomics that could impact our metal prices. Uh, firstly and foremost, uh, as we all know, uh, the Federal Open Market Committee is meeting uh, very soon, uh, as of recording tomorrow, um, and everybody is expecting a rate hike, uh, some some uh, some tightening of the economic policy down there, um, and that has been fueled by a uh, very very uh buoyant equity markets uh pretty much globally we've seen euro european equity markets up uh we have seen u.s equity futures trending higher um and uh, treasuries have remained firm with a uh, u.s 10-year yield at about 2.45 percent and what all this basically equates to is it is setting the stage for this interest rate hike we've we've been talking about it seems for the bulk of the year um if people recall at the onset of 2016 markets and and sort of the fed had hinted at it that there may be as many as three u.s interest rate hikes this year uh but we saw tepid economic conditions we've talked about that we saw the mid-year rally in gold uh but u.s industrials have really bounced back um as has the dow since john uh donald trump was uh unexpectedly elected president um and over the last like Uh, Let's say two weeks. Um, Trump's cabinet has sort of (laughs) started to take shape. And let's just say that anyone who thought he was going to sort of maybe moderate his stances on climate change and extractives is probably... Pretty worried. Um. So we saw Rick Perry, uh, named Energy Secretary, uh, Texas Governor, has taken on the EPA numerous times. Uh, let's call him a climate change skeptic. Uh, I don't like the D word. It's <laughs> a little bit, you know, I've seen heard it used in sort of crazy ways. Denier, right? Because you hear this all the time. Is if you're a denier, they'll come for you. Watch out. Uh. But anyway, so he's 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 gonna take it on. Uh, he's he's a big fan of sort of. Decompile or deconstructing the EPA, maybe Uh, less regulation, more approval. So um, we'll watch as, as companies, mining companies that have projects in the states, maybe some states that had previously been viewed as socio-politically risky uh, due to permit concerns. We'll see if that changes, if some of these projects start to open up um, under a new uh, regime. Uh, Leslie and I were actually talking about Northern Dynasty and the Pebble Project in Alaska. They have been on a massive run uh, since uh, Rick Perry was named uh, Energy Secretary. Then meanwhile, we also saw um, Exxon uh, CEO Rex Tillerson named Secretary of State. And despite the fact he has no real international diplomacy experience he has negotiated as Trump said a lot of international deals so we're seeing this sort of cabinet take shape that uh, yeah Trump looks like he is who he said he was in the campaign in terms of uh, environmental regulations and uh, extractives so it will be very interesting to watch how that impacts markets but as we've seen um, a lot of, like as we mentioned, Northern Dynasty's been on a run, uh, we've seen gold sort of hammered down by the, the rally in equities and the expected US interest rate hike, uh, so it will be interesting to see, but conversely we've also mentioned, uh, Mickey and I talked about it last week, uh, the rise in copper, which was again at $2.60. Uh, Pound at the time of recording Uh, we saw oil uh, oil has been up recently We've seen West Texas Intermediate trading at well over $50 a barrel. I believe it was at $54 and uh, around 15 cents uh, when I walked into studio So it's just uh, an interesting interesting dynamic going on internationally right now um, in terms of um a degree of uncertainty with the u.s which is it could go you know like trump's hinting now at where it could go and it's looking very interesting especially in terms of canada sort of going in the opposite direction and we have a trudeau government that did approve uh kinder morgan uh we, we all know that with a billion conditions on it or what it wasn't that many but it was a lot uh in the hundreds um but uh, also now we're seeing a lot of uh, protests in terms of kinder morgan um, in line three, which is uh, another approval, um, but they did they did Kibosh Northern Gateway. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and we did discuss this with Mickey last week too. Yukon and Alaska's right there, and now you're having this this thing where uh, the Obama administration really did align with what can the Canadian Liberals are trying to do. This really does not at all. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see uh, what sort of response we get um, from the Trudeau liberal government. They have been making all the correct overtures and saying, oh, they love to work with Trump. And I'm like, I'd love to be in that meeting because that's going to be a hilarious meeting. Um, but anyways, um, so, uh, that sort of covers our macro. There's a lot of kind of fun stuff going on as we all ha- enjoy our rum and eggnog and ugly sweaters. But now, uh, let's get straight into the geology corner. Uh, we've all missed Leslie, she has been out of town and was briefly sick, uh, she, she explains, trying to get her cold out of the way before the holiday season. Um, but uh, yeah, let's launch into the geology corner. I'll be back on the other side, and uh, we'll intro uh, my interview with Ian Klassen, president and CEO of GMV Minerals. Here is your geology corner. Leslie's back. Leslie's I'm so back.
1: back. It took me. I've been gone forever.
0: Tell everybody where you've been.
1: I don't even know anymore. I just kind of wake up and I'm just like, I don't even know where I am right now. But no, I was. I just came back from McEwen Mining's projects in Mexico, El Gallo, and I went over to Gold Bar, in Nevada. Nice. So, and then I've been sick for the past couple of days, probably like Travel a lot of people fatigue. out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I figure you know, I'm just gonna get my cold out of the way before Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we both <laughs> went out of town. I was out of town for school, and, and then we were God traveling. Yeah, but we are back in studio finally, and we can do a proper geology corner. Yay! Um, so yeah, so what Makes do you have for us this week?
1: The geology corner, guys. Um, so instead of calling it the geology corner this week, mm-hmm. I would like to call it the gratitude mm-hmm. corner. The gratitude corner, because okay. that's kind of just who I am. Because um, I'm going to give everyone a million reasons why I am so madly in love with geological surveys.
0: Geological surveys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So um, over the past several months, you know, I've been trucking through the geology of each province in Canada step by step and um, its relationship with the metal districts. And one of the biggest things I've learned through this whole process is uh, just how critical Canadian geological surveys and the universities are to this industry. Mm -hmm. And it hits me particularly hard every time I pull out that beautiful geological map of Canada, yeah, right? Because for very me, colorful. it's very colorful, it's beautiful, yeah. but it's an extraordinary feat, you know, to illustrate 4.3 billion years of Earth's history into one single image. Okay. We're, we're talking about when you look at these maps, it's like a language, yeah. but it's coded in colors and pretty lines. So when you think of it, every single one of those polygons, that line work, mm-hmm. um, that data point that you see on there is actually based on some sort of scientific fact or theory um, taken from decades of hard work from both surveys and students alike. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of when you really think about it, it's kind of mind blowing. So um, why is this important to us? Well, you know, because if we didn't have these academic geology sleuths, our ability to discover, of course, as an industry would, I think, completely collapse. That's, yeah,
0: I mean, anytime you talk to Geoscience BC or anybody like that, I mean, um, they'll they'll give you a list of projects that they helped sort of either discover or find extensions of, or, um, I think one of the ones recently, what was it, um, they helped with Imperial, I don't know if it was Polly or Huckleberry, but one of the deposits Imperial was working on, I think some of the geological data from the province really helped them find more ore. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention explorers who were having a hard time anyway, so... What's the saying? I hear it every year at Roundup. Gosh, somebody always says it. Uh, It's hard to find the needle in the haystack when you don't know where the haystack is.
1: Totally. Yeah, Yeah. and speaking of sayings, Mm -hmm. there's another really good one that explains it. Um, It's an old adage among gold geologists. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but it says, you know, if you want to understand where the gold came from, the last place you look is the gold deposit itself. (laughs) Right? So it's like the saying stresses, like the importance of taking a regional broad look at mineralization and placing it in a much larger context. So in other words, you know, if explorers kept their their heads in the hole, like literally, (laughs) um, then there's a huge disconnect between what makes a valid exploration model and what kind of doesn't. So because deposits are becoming more buried and trickier to find, so now is the time we need to be as, as sharp. And on our game as ever. So, I mean, how do we do that? Uh, should we maybe adopt new technology and use proprietary geophysical techniques to probe deeper into the crust? And mm-hmm. you know, the the, usu- the usual spiel that we hear over and over again, and no doubt we'll we'll hear it again. Yeah. At Roundup. I'm, um, I'm a bit... Uh, depending on who's <laughs>
0: telling that story, sometimes I think those proprietary technologies are maybe more of a marketing mechanism. than mm, Potentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because like deposits are
1: getting harder to find, so we need more stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, maybe sometimes you just need to do simple structural measurements on your core. But for me, the, the one thing I've learned um, while doing this whole Geology 101 article for the Northern Miner, that the most important step that any of us can do, whether you be... A junior explorer, whether you be just like an interested geologist or a concerned investor or confused investor trying to figure out whether or not you should invest in somebody. Get this. It's really easy. Yeah. All you have to do is call the geological survey and talk to somebody. And they'll
0: they'll wax poetic on the... uh
1: Dude, my mind has been blown just talking to the geological surveys they're like all my best friends now (laughs) and they're super amazing and like they they really kind of have given me a whole new perspective and perspective is of course um the business of discovery and the role that they have and um that the universities have is to take our perspectives to the next level by growing our knowledge base of metal districts with respect to canada's geology right Mm -hmm. So here I am as geologist. I'm on the phone. I'm talking to these surveys, and I've learned that I absolutely knew nothing, <laughs> nothing about Canada's geology. Yeah, like I didn't have a clue. And I mean, first,
0: well, you would work mostly in Australia and Southeast Asia too. It doesn't be matter. I to still, be fair, I, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I,
1: I talk to my geology friends in Canada, and, and uh, we, we all kind of like we, we all have our own little pockets that we know heaps about. But mm-hmm. in terms of how it all kind of comes together is a different story like I mean case in point okay everyone is listening can judge me I don't care <laughs> um, I really had no idea that the world-class Thompson Nickel Belt yep. actually extends like north underneath the Hudson Bay and pops out the Cape Smith Belt like you know the yep, Nickel Belt there. Yeah, yeah. which is cool because you know if we didn't have geologists doing those really boring uh, sort of stratigraphic studies and stuff mm-hmm. and all those all that analysis, then would we have known that those two districts are actually linked up? Yeah. So it kind of makes you think, oh, well, you know, where else could I look that um, has correlations between rock types that, you know, might be part, belong to the same package? And then, of course, <clears throat> there are these, what I've learned from talking to the Manitoba Geological Survey, thanks guys, by the way, <laughs> um, there's this thing called swinging greenstone belts. I've never heard of that. Okay, it's cool. Get this. I'm coining this term, everyone who's listening. <laughs> it's going to be called swinging Archean. Okay. Oh, it, was, it kind of rhymes. Swinging Archean. Anyway.
0: S- there's a bit of a, oh gosh, cacophony in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean... My mind was blown. So, I always thought of greenstone belts, you know, these things host a lot of gold mineralization here in Canada, as these linear volcanic chains, you know, sutured together. But they're not. If you look at the Philippines um, island chain, for example, it's a smattering of islands. And when they get deformed, they can bend backwards okay. upon themselves. So, um, in Manitoba, they're saying that the world class flintflon Flon VMS camp. It trends into Saskatchewan, into the Glenny district, LeBron, then takes a hard right and swings back into this gold district, um, Lynn Lake. At okay. least so that's yep. the idea. Yep. Swing in Archean. Swing in Archean. Um, although that's not really Archean. It's kind of like really important or but whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I've never, this whole concept is pretty new to me. So then it just makes me think, why is it that I never heard of this when I'm speaking to people about Ontario or, or Quebec where you have these greenstone belts? And why you have these major structures and how some of them have gold in it some of them don't is yeah. that an artifact of exploration or is that an artifact maybe of it swinging around back and forth and stuff like that somebody
0: doesn't know the direction of the structure necessarily <laughs> it might be going the exact opposite way right yeah. like we don't
1: really know so and there's lots of studies kind of kind of going on there so i mean as explorers what's the opportunity in knowing these large scale trends mm-hmm. and obviously to start it gives us whole new places to look and in fact i was actually chatting with a couple of mates yesterday who just started a uh, brand new company it's private it's called Canorland, okay and they just picked up a huge package of ground in the abitibi and they were listening to the podcast i had about these um greenstone oh, belts when well, we and talked these about structures. uh Cisco. Oh, C- yeah. yeah the windfall thing which and is they cool, said that God, right now. yeah right and yeah. so and so they said that they were listening to the podcast and they were cursing at me. They're like, "Shut up, Leslie! Shut up!" <laughs> because while they were listening to me, I, they were actually staking ground in these structures, mm-hmm. right? That people don't actually look at, and or just being able to take a new look at yeah. at a belt. And that's what these guys are doing is that they're they're approaching it from big picture sort of look and and um. Well, I think a lot
0: of majors do that. Because mm-hmm. um, they of, have the data. Yeah, and they and they have the money to fly a lot more district scale. Airborne and a lot do a lot more. Just general, like I, I think people would be surprised how much money some of them invest in just regional, not necessarily target-specific exploration, yeah. but just understanding near-mine potential and, and brownfield potential and how they can t- essentially add more more ore because they built these huge mills that need that but are hungry. But that's hungry. brown.
1: But then again, of course, uh, yeah. the argument there is that how many large companies have basically thrown out their exploration departments yes right so yeah. the, the people who actually have the capability of of doing these huge large-scale regional um, um studies are the ones that are actually tossing away their their exploration people so I,
0: I, yeah i actually read an interesting uh i had a i think it was from cibc or scotia one of the two recently had their mind their own little investor mining conference and they interviewed some of the major companies like gold corp lundin uh first quantum um and some of the big canadian producers and they said some interesting stuff. A lot of them said they're not really in the market to buy or acquire advanced stage assets anymore. And the model a lot of them are taking now is joint ventures with juniors.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're seeing and a lot of that. You're seeing it's like a lot the of that. days.
0: Yeah, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's always been, I mean, they're going to need it, right? So it's they're kind of sort of getting out ahead of, uh, you know, we were seeing declining grades, especially in copper and stuff like that. Um, so I think the model preferred model, a lot of them said moving forward is going to be joint venture stuff with with junior level or companies that are more exploration focused, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be interesting to see if that happens. I mean, I was also talking to Morgan Palquin who's with Almaden and Almadex, and he was saying, yeah, like they're a a prospect generator to a degree. I mean, in the Almaden side, they're almost more of a development stage company now. But he was saying on, on the prospect generation side, there's a lot of companies looking to option and, and find greenfield stuff now. You yeah. he said you've seen a lot more interest in the um, the earlier stage side of it, on the junior side, uh, which hopefully means some of the larger cap guys will start funneling money down towards uh, the drill bit as far as um, more greenfield discoveries are concerned.
1: So. Yeah, and, and the first step for anybody to take is actually to speak with the geological surveys, because these, <laughs> these people, yeah. like they, they know everything about the district. You know, you go into them, you know, talk to them, and, and I'd say something. They're like, actually, no, uh, we've done heaps of studies, and it's totally proven that the ages just doesn't match up. So yeah. it, it, it can't be that way. And I would just be like, holy crap. Well, that that's a bit of a game changer because, you know, this is a story that I've been hearing, for example, from heaps of other juniors that, that talk about their, their exploration model. So, I mean, and, um, yeah, it's extraordinary. And they're all extremely friendly people. And they love getting asked questions, and they, they will blow your mind.
0: And they spend a lot of time on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's on the ground. But like, the cool thing is,
1: government you know. geos like government geos are super passionate about geology, and and they most of them have a background working in the industry as well, or they work really closely with the industry. Passionate about the industry. It's like this perfect marriage of of a personality type, and and so and they're in there and they're on our side, and it's just a matter of tapping into their knowledge even more and um and just asking them simple questions about hey there's this exploration model this company is pitching does that actually make sense right Out of curiosity
0: the, like you talk to a lot of these across canada obviously are they relatively small offices like there, how many geos would work i think
1: where? it i i don't really know
0: you have a couple of mates who work up in northern BC right yeah for around Stewart and stuff like that, yeah
1: right? Jeff Kaiba um, my surfing buddy yeah
0: and so there's like are they like small offices responsible for really like large areas generally? kind of really
1: depends it's really interesting because I go through and and you check out the quality of, of their websites, <laughs> yeah. as well. the government websites and the yeah. quality of their data and how up-to-date their data is mm-hmm. and it does actually like change and and um I mean, I really kind of, everyone in BC is going to be so angry at me for (laughs) saying this. But I really enjoyed being on Manitoba's website. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they have a really good website with a lot of information that's really accessible and easy to kind of get into. Um, so I thought that that gives them kudos, and I only say that because the Fraser Institute last year at Roundup, everyone was like Manitoba was rated number one over BC, and everyone was upset about that. It's their web portal.
0: <laughs> so we got to start petitioning the BC government to improve the accessibility. Well, I life. don't.
1: I haven't. Like I've been on the BC one, mm-hmm. uh, BCGS. Obviously, I have been. I haven't. I haven't started doing the BC geology oh, okay. article yet. So yeah. I haven't really had to like probe too hard into. Mm-hmm. But I know that the BCGS is spot on too.
0: It's funny, like how would it compare with like Ontario and Quebec, where they because they're like probably the largest. Yeah, they're pretty good too. Yeah.
1: It was really easy to find information from there.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, but yeah, but you know what's you know what's hilarious? Mm-hmm. One thing that I found really difficult to find yeah. on the internet, get this, is like that large scale geology map. You know that beautiful one that I'm yeah. super enamored with, and yeah. I cry every single time I look at it because <laughs> I'm like all the hard work. <laughs> um, to have a map like that, but to also have all the major metal districts popped up on it. Oh. Just, just that's all I want to see. That's all I want to see in terms of commodity and maybe size. Like a cross-country
0: one. Across, like across
1: country one. I want to yeah. see the major cratons in Canada as a backdrop to all the metal districts because I just want to see that big picture. And it's funny that I can't find that. Mm-hmm. I can't find that. And in fact, you know what I haven't told you about yet? Mm-hmm. Is that the end of all this when it's said and done? I'm going to make a map like that. But you know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm not gonna label it. I'm gonna make our readers <laughs> label it. It's just, just
0: like interactive. Totally. <laughs> like we're put it up. <laughs> we'll,
1: and I will. And whoever wins, I buy them a drink. I don't know if I can put that on. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, we buy drinks. So that's all right. But it's, like, yeah, to have like a little uh, little sidebar, like fill fill out our uh, oh yeah, middle districts map. with yeah, the yeah, geology yeah. map. Crowdsourcing.
0: There you you go. Be, yeah, you crowdsource the whole thing. And then
1: you have to read through all my geology articles, which, yeah. by the way, are awesome anyway. So, like, yeah, you should be been, reading those You anyway. should be reading them anyway. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
0: don't know if this is the week I'm going to have the Christmas music lead in for the podcast. We'll see. Oh, it might really? be next week's. So I don't know. I got some uh, royalty-free Christmas music. So <laughs>
1: <maybe> <laughs> royalty-free. We can run that in a letter. I could sing you some. I think we should sing some. Oh, too. my
0: gosh. Bring in, uh, uk- what is it, ukulele? The ukulele. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. We could do that for sure. Or bring but. my
1: little clarinet. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, it is the season, so we got Christmas parties coming up the <laughs> wazoo coming up here I know. um but Some uh fun. yeah it'll be fun we have with our office ones tomorrow and then uh we have uh skeena next week and yes yeah, so it's gonna be fun we'll be uh, everybody will see you out there uh we'll be making the rounds obviously i guess for most of the uh major uh, christmas events say hi to yeah. everybody try not to consume too much and if you have any Holiday great cheer.
1: if you if you have any great ideas on on what we can do with the what topics to cover with the. Uh, Geology corner. Then let me know we this did, one. We I did just want to give a shout us. out yeah. about. Oh yeah, we, we got a shout out from somebody about um, where does gold come from. Do that in the podcast. I'm like, I'd love to do that. Yeah, one in the podcast. we can definitely do that. So we can definitely we'll, do it. We'll and do then that. I've got the other, next one coming up. Would be like. Um, that our industry is haunted.
0: Oh, we thought ghost stories. Yeah, we, we want have to ghost do. That stories, one, it's sure. not
1: it's kind of geology, but it is geology, so whatever. Yeah, we can we can be flexible. We it's can it's, be, uh, okay, it's, thanks. A, it's it's a fluid entity. <laughs> and this this one part. is kind of like, you know, just big shout out to the geo surveys and all the hard work and all the universities and all their hard work and everything that they do really pays off for us. So, yeah.
0: The perfect. And so this has been the Geology Corner with...
1: The Gratitude Corner the gra- with, sorry, with yes. Leslie Stokes. With, and Matt Keeble kind Kiewold. of asking questions. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Merry, Merry Christmas.
0: Welcome back. It is great to have the Geology Corner in its pure and unaltered form back in action and rearing on all cylinders. And, of course, we would like to, again, extend our gratitude to the Geological Surveys Canada-wide, for helping explorers and producers alike uncover and unveil new mineral deposits. Um, and now I would like to uh, leap into what I will be calling, I guess, uh, from the boardroom. Um, as mentioned, I had a chance to sit down with Ian Klassen, president and CEO of GMV Minerals. Now in 2014, um, GMV shifted its focus from British Guyana in South America to Arizona when it picked up the Mexican hat property. Um, now this is a uh, pretty um, well. Let's say it's a historic property in so much as it has been worked before, uh, pretty significantly by Placer Dome uh, and some Canadian juniors. Um, but uh, I don't want to steal uh, Ian's fire, so I'll let him get into it. Uh, I will note that it does have a resource on the property: uh, twenty-three point four million tons grading about point seven gram gold per ton for five hundred thirty-one thousand four hundred contained ounces. Um, and now this is a, uh, as we know, sort of a low sulfidation epithermal gold deposit, um, and uh, uh, we'll let Ian get into it, and he goes into a little bit of the history of the land package um, and sort of uh, GMV's approach to the property. It was Plaster
2: Dome USA that um, originally held the property and uh, and did uh, quite a bit of drilling back in the nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety uh, era, and um, uh, you know it was one of those uh, examples when um, you know advancements were being made in the field. Um, back then uh, you know uh, the boardroom wanted to see quick and ready access to a certain number of ounces given the price of gold and, and given what you know people want to see as a threshold anyway and uh, so the field recommended that the, 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 the company proceed and the boardroom uh, thought an allocation of their resource money uh, elsewhere was, was uh, the name of the game so uh, the property was let go it's been um, uh, gone through a number of different fractured ownership uh, uh, structures since then. Uh, most recently, uh, really since we acquired the property, uh, the Mexican hat proper, uh, in 2014, uh, for three or so years prior to that, Oracle Resources, okay. um, a company based here in Vancouver, uh, had a, a 100% interest in the property. Okay. Uh, they raised a substantial amount of money, uh, and worked on the property, and uh, then, of course, uh, uh, like so many others, really fell into the abyss of... Of a four-year downturn, and uh, unfortunately, when no money was available for exploration properties, um, the property uh, went into default. And uh, that's the only good thing that uh, I think came out of four years uh, of a downturn is that we were able to be in the right place at the right time, and uh, take the company out of default. uh, And uh, and as a result, acquired a 100% lease of the of the Mexican Hat. Uh, resource uh, that that we know of. Okay, mm-hmm. so what we did is shortly after acquiring that in uh, mid 2014, uh, we acquired uh, all the available land around it. Uh, so we're the only only public company that has uh, had this particular land position in the in the form and fashion that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing that uh, comes with having acquired the state land around it, especially to the southeast in this area here, is. Um, it, it encompasses uh, previous operators drilling. Okay. So not only do we have 100% of the original asset, but um, we believe uh, now we would argue that it's just an extension from the main resource as opposed to a new property. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to uh, drill test uh, the workings that um, Santa Fe Mining did, and, uh, and hopefully now uh, get some results and add
0: that to our,
2: na- our uh, national instrument.
0: And so the interesting sort of thing with Mexican Hat is uh, GMV originally went into the property thinking they were going to maybe uh, go for, move forward with a PEA and, and get right into the regulatory process to look at a potential heap leach operation on the property. Um, but what happened was they started doing, as Ian mentioned, uh, some more regional scale exploration, looking at some of the historic data, and they thought, well, there might be be more here um, so they decided that they would uh, take a closer look at it before moving too, fa- too far ahead with uh, any sort of scoping studies um, so what they did was uh, actually it was on December 6 I think uh, they released a, uh, a presser um, that uh, outlined sort of their Hernandez Hill target uh, which they located around 500 meters northeast I believe of the existing Mexican Hat resource and so this thing looks pretty interesting um, because it's uh, it's got some really interesting soil geochemistry with with, um, some good tracer elements, um, and so they're thinking maybe they should go ahead and just drill this new, relative, pretty much greenfield target um, instead of moving ahead too quickly with the economic assessment. Um, so the next little snippet with Ian is just uh, talking a little bit about uh, well, a their capital position and raising funds in the last six months, and b about what sort of they're planning to do moving into 2017.
2: Well, with a with a resource um, mm-hmm. of uh, of 530,000 ounces grading 0.7, mm-hmm. um you know, we really are probably in a position right now to to file a, a mining plan of operation and get, get into the regulatory process, okay. uh, but as we've uh, done a little bit more work on the property, well a lot more work on the property, uh, everything from uh, trenching and drilling and geophysics and geochemistry work, um, we realize that there's there's quite a bit of potential not only to expand the resource that we've got currently through this program, but also well into next year with what we're learning, okay. and before we draw that line in the sand and make the filing, and then su- all the supporting documentations and consulting work that has to uh, then ensue over a you know eighteen-month, two-year yeah. period, yeah. um, we felt that we, after especially this this uh, long period um, without uh, shareholder joy, that we at least owe it to our shareholders to to see if we can advance upon some of those areas that we think we'll be able to add to the resource. So well because we're learning more about this as we go and uh, it's not to say that we're going to work and drill it to the maximum and then make the filing but uh, I'd rather go forward with uh, uh, more knowledge in the field and more knowledge uh, uh, in, the, in the resource base than, than we have today as we sit here. We uh, took advantage of a uh, yeah. a pretty good gold market in the late spring and early summer, and so uh, we closed uh, $4.2 million mm-hmm. worth of financings, over three financings, yeah. and uh, so we have enough money in the treasury to carry out, complete this 14-hole program, do a, a lot of uh, new geophysics on the property, and uh,
0: certainly to uh, give to it Dave enough uh, to go and drill that target. So yeah, if you want to check out a little bit more on GMV Minerals, surf by northernminer.com. I did put out a longer form article on the company, um, or check out their website for uh, what's coming up news-wise um, at Mexican Hat. Uh, so that's been our show this week, as usual, brought to you by the Yukon Mining Alliance. We would like to thank Leslie for dropping by for the Geology Corner and Ian Claassen from GMV Minerals for uh, filling us in on what's going on down at the Mexican Hat Epithermal Gold Project in Arizona. Um, so yeah, this has been the Northern Miner Podcast. Uh, And I am Matthew Keeble. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.